Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Christians and friends, the Hope Covenant Kingdom Hour of Prayer Open Forum is on the air. We come to you each and every Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. If you would like to join us, the number to call is area code 444 Seven four four four, and enter the call ID one two five zero two six, followed by the pound sign. We do ask that you please mute your phones. You can also join us on our live and on-demand streaming at www.talkshoe.com forward slash tc forward slash one two five zero two six. We are a Bible-believing ministry. Our discussions and teachings are solely Christian faith-based. We are a ministry of Hope Covenant, Church of Prayer, Chicago, Illinois, Bronzeville. The number to call us is area code 773-924-2790. I am your host, Pastor Michael Body.
every day is the day of thanksgiving. Amen. Thanks be unto God to give it us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. I thank you for tuning in on today. Hope Covenant Kingdom, our prayer open form. Amen. And I uh, just want to say unto you, as we say to you each and every Friday, uh, we, we we thank you for allowing us to come into your homes, your place of business, your place of confinement on your jobs, or in your hospital room, wherever you were kind enough to tune us in. We want to say to you, it's just nice to be nice. And I say to you, it makes no difference what you think of me, but it makes a lot of difference what I think of you. And if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you. For the God I serve, he is able to do anything but fail. One thing I can say, that he just keeps on blessing me. When I look back over my life and I see where the Lord has brought me from, I could say he just keeps on blessing me. And you ought to take the time to glorify the Lord. Amen. All right. We thank you for tuning in to the Hope Covenant Kingdom Hour of Prayer Open Forum. And if you're on the line right now and you would like to give us your name and church affiliation and just like to have something to say, you can do so at this time. Praise the Lord. This Praise is the Lord. How are you? I How am you? blessed. All right, now, a New Life Outreach Ministry, we're located at 1435 West 69th Street in Chicago, Illinois. This is a church where there's deliverance and where the Bible is taught. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Dr. Newman. And uh, I just thank God for uh, uh, connecting us through by way of fellowship and we were not able to fellowship on this Thursday, but um, we're looking forward to celebrating and worshiping with you as uh, we agree to reschedule the service. Amen. And so uh, I'm just excited about coming over, and I know that the table will be spread and the feast of the Lord will be going on. So I just thank God. Uh, God is moving by his spirit. And he's moving in my heart. Amen. When I look around and I see all of God's blessings, I can say that morning by morning, new mercies I see. I like a God like that. First John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our, our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What I'm saying, he would take our mess and our sins and blot them out in the sea of forgetfulness that they won't rise up again on this side. I thank God for Jesus. Amen. And so we just praise God because God is a good God, and he's good all the time, and all the time he is good. Uh, on today, uh, for our discussion we thank those for tuning in. I don't want to take up a lot of time. We want to go forward. 
We want to talk about the four young people that have been accused of torturing a mentally disabled uh, young white man, uh, and they were charged with a hate crime and aggravated kidnapping, among other charges, on Thursday. And I just wanted to address that as a representative of the body of Christ. Amen. So we that's what we want this what direction we want to go in uh today. We want to go in that direction today, uh Dr. Newman. Amen. Because I feel like when things happen to uh our people and our children in our neighborhoods, in our communities, the people of God, we need to stand, amen, and be accounted for. And so we're gonna get into that discussion. I'm going to ask Dr. Cynthia Newman at this time if she would lead us to the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, in the most precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, God bless all the children of the world. Lord Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over all the children in the world, from all heinous acts. God, we just want to say thank you for being here on today. We thank you for our host, Brother Michael Body, and all the listeners. Lord, protect our homes, bless our health, and just, just help us in, in any way that we need it. We just want to say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We want to thank you for that fervent prayer, Dr. Newman. I want to, I guess, start off by saying this. I was on Facebook and I saw the video, uh, a very disturbing video, because I was looking at young people, young black people, and one young black man, a uh, white man who was disabled, uh, who had some challenges. I look at the scripture in Joel that said, and I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I have sent among you. And the book of Isaiah 43 and 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. All right. I look at. I looked at the situation. I I did not go to sleep until after six o'clock this morning because I believe that the responsibility of our actions that we need to be accountable for. Four young people 
were accused of torturing a mentally disabled man. Uh, And the question was, was it a hate crime? Also, they were charged with aggravated kidnapping and several other charges, uh, car theft, and this was done on uh, Thursday. Uh, Dr. Newman, what really bothered me was the fact that this attack was streamed live on Facebook, streamed live on Facebook. I'm looking at these young people, Brittany Herring Covington was a young lady, 18 years old. Well, she is a young lady, 18 years old, who has been charged. And it was her Facebook page, uh, Brittany Herring was the name on her Facebook page. And then as Tanisha Covington, 24 years old, Jordan uh, Hill, who's, again, 18. Then Teshfe Cooper, who is also 18. The racially charged video, because that's what they charged it, SPN racial, showing the assailants cutting the 18-year-old victim's scalp with a knife, and I did see the video, punching and kicking him and laughing, and also they repeatedly forced his head into the toilet, and this was aired on news stations worldwide, and it also prompted a reaction from political leaders of every walk of life. And the, uh, also, the grandmother of Brittany, I believe, associated with the vehicle said that the granddaughter she raised from an infant, she could not see her as being this type of individual. And I, in her words, she said, I am so upset my head is about to bust open. Amen, amen. And she was concerned that could somebody had possibly influenced her. And she also stated she is a good person. And last but not least, she said, I'm so confused. What I want to say right there, brothers and sisters, she's not the only one confused. I am confused. But I'm looking at the book of Second Chronicles where it said, If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Was this a hate crime? I can answer that very easily. Yes. Yes. What has happened to our millennials? What has happened to this generation? We have left our first love. All right? I spoke earlier of us taking the responsibility of our actions. And I I say in the case of these four young people and this uh, victim that we have failed them, the church, the community, the parents. We have failed them because we have left our first love. God said, I will restore it's time for us to use our pulpits, not for entertainment, but for us to use our pulpit to preach the truth for the, and let people know the wages of sin is still death and the gift of God is eternal life. 
this is a day and time when there is no respect for the church, no respect for the men and women of God. Not only that, no respect in the house. Parents are not taking uh, children to church. They're not doing uh, like my mother told me, you either go on with me or you can move. (laughs) That's what mama told me, Dr. Newman. So we have to take a stand, amen, in the body of Christ. Uh, The Bible said, how long must we continue in sin that grace may abound? We got to take responsibility. We just can't keep on having service and not having church. We can't keep building kingdoms for ourselves and not building the kingdom of God. As I repeat it over and over, because God has said to me, and I decree and declare a new church, a restored church, through the fivefold ministry of apostles and bishops and pastors and evangelists and teachers for the perfecting of his saints, the edifying of the body of Christ. And so I, I, I'm praying for these young people, and I look at them being locked away. Somebody say, "Well, they ought to throw the key away. They ought to. They ought to. Uh, they should get the death sentence. They should get this. They should get that." And you know what? I do believe that whatever sentence that the judge or whatever they decide uh, on their trial that they need to pay their debt to society regardless of what their age are. You know, I believe that if you've grown enough to sin, you have to understand the consequences, again, because the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life. But again, I look at these four children who committed this heinous crime. They are somebody's grandchildren. They are somebody's sisters. They are somebody's uh, brothers. They are somebody's family. They are somebody's friends. They are somebody's confidants. They are somebody's godchildren. And so what we got to look at is when we lost them, it's the same as a death. We all lose. It's the same as when we have the shootings in the neighborhood and, uh, I have a, a service to go to next Thursday, young man, 18 years old, shot down. What caused a hate crime? I'm going to tell you what caused a hate crime. It's because when there's no God in our lives, then we begin to develop hatred. And what's happening with our youth of today, they hate themselves. The question being asked, Well, they have no fear of God. They don't have no respect. Uh, You know, don't they have a conscience? But when there's hatred present and drugs and sex and uh, rap music, uh, a lot of the rap music, a form of ungodliness, a a form of uh, witchcraft and enchantment, and uh, and then uh, as we look at the laws and we in the body of Christ, we don't stand up for what's right. If the, if God say no and the government say yes, then 
we in the church won't take a stand for what's right. In 2017, when we go back to our pulpits, I'm praying that pastors and teachers and prophets and apostles and bishops would stand on the word. People don't need watered-down sermons. We had enough entertainment. We don't need entertainment. It's not always about praise dancers. It's not always about mime dancers and a praise team and about paying musicians and and, and building buildings but not building relationships. We have lost relationships. And because of the relationships with the church and the pastors and the religious leaders, we have lost five children and their families and their friends. I admonish, I'm reaching out to, to, to the body of Christ, to those of you, who want to see the restoration, even with uh, the new president who will, be, who will be inaugurated January the 20th. God is still on the throne. Amen. And God is in control. God is in control. He's the one that said, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, he said, then... Will I hear from heaven? I don't understand. If God turned people over to a reprobated mind, why is it that the government say, well, it's okay? And then when the government said it was okay, then in the pulpit, a lot of pastors and leaders in the pulpit say, it's okay. Time is winding up. Amen. God said, whoa unto the shepherd that scatters the flock. We have to be accountable. The sheep that God has given us, we have to lead them with the word of truth. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but is delighted in the law of the Lord. Amen. God wants us to delight in him. It's not about us. I'm praying for uh, uh, churches that we will no longer allow them to be kingdoms for pastors and bishops and apostles and and people uh, or for us to be meeting places or social clubs, but there will be uh, uh, hospitals for sin-sick souls, amen, and not about filthy lucre, not about money. I, I, I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of seeing our us burying our children. I never thought the time would come, Dr. Newman, when parents would be burying their children instead of children burying the parents. It's time for us to open up our eyes. It's time for us to see the big picture. It's time for us to understand and realize that we, as the body of Christ, have failed and must go back to our first love. So much for that, Dr. Newman. Dr. Newman? All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, I was just um, reading something here, 
and it was in Deuteronomy, the sixth um, chapter. Um, it says, um, well, first of all, we just have to love God and obey his word. And you go to 6-2, it says, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson in the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. He was talking Amen. to the Israelites saying, but the same thing could be applied today. If you drop down to verse 6, and it says, These words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Amen. Are we really doing that with our children? I know some parents, grandparents, and um, sisters or aunts or whoever may make an attempt to take them to Sunday school, but not like it was when I was growing up. Church was a part of what you did. Um, even the parents who weren't churchgoers would make sure you got to church because they had some exposure to church. So uh, we just have to continue to teach the word of God. And we have to realize, as it says, um, and Romans 6, uh, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. So we we want... We want to live, because truly the soul that's in it, it shall die. Amen. So we want to Amen. live. Amen. And, but one thing I want to, we have to forgive uh, these young people. They did commit a, ha- a heinous act, and they are going to be heavily penalized. I'm sure if the same act was committed by a white person, the penalty may not be so heavy. But they're trying to, uh, it's, it's just a lot going on. The Lord, as it says, the Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiveness, iniquity, and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty. So he is long-suffering. He has great mercy, and he is forgiven, according to Numbers fourteen eighteen. But, uh, hey, you know, he's a merciful guy, so... Let's continue to pray for them. Uh, they are children. Sometimes as adults we think uh, we're doing the right things by these kids and we give them too much. And we think That's we're it. really giving That's them the – but they're really not re, uh, getting the proper guidance. But the first step is to get them into a Bible-teaching church, and that is spirit-filled, a spirit-filled Bible-teaching church. And a lot of these kids are not – they're walking up and down the streets all night long with that with that long weave on. I ain't trying to talk about nobody, but that's just how they are and with their pants flopped down. And that's they eleven and twelve o'clock at night. It just doesn't make any sense. So we as a it was a time in which the the community got involved. If I did something, the neighbor would say something and my mother acted on it. Now you can't say anything. It'll be a fight. And they say it takes a village to raise a child. It truly does. God bless you. Uh, and also, uh, 
I even look at the body of Christ, even within the church. It's almost impossible to keep order. There was a time when we we least could have order in the church, but it, it has it has gotten so that you have parents that don't want their children to be put into order in the churches. And so these are some of the things that are causing churches to fail. Uh, Another thing that I brought up not too long ago, uh, one thing, and I really don't like hearing this, we need to we need to reach the children. We need to reach the children. Yeah, you need to reach the children, but you need to uh, reach the entire body of Christ. And when they started uh, doing things that they felt would reach the children by just doing worldly things in the church or street stuff, and then what the changes that were made in the church were not made for the better. They were not made for the better. But if you notice what I'm saying is, when when praise dancing started, I was, when it really started picking up, I was pastoring on 75th in Champlain. And I, I didn't really feel comfortable with it, but I compromised, as a lot of us do. But I noticed in the churches that uh, we are not really trying to build the kingdom of God. And even a lot of times we are guilty because we are doing what other people do. If this pastor wears this, if you notice, we all became, uh, what's what's the name of that? Uh, Full gospel, uh, uh, the full gospel movement, then this movement, then that movement, then the the, uh, orders of the bishops, then the order of this, then the order of that. And every order we have, it's, it's a form of godliness, but denying the truth. And when, and when the truth is not there, and then we all suffer. We lose people in the shuffle. We lose our children. We, use, we lose the realness. But we have church buildings. We have church service. But where's the church? So I'm praying. I'm praying. For each and every church, regardless of how large the congregation, every church don't have a large congregation, but every church, if it is the true church of God, if we follow the great commission to go out into the hedges and into the highways and compel men, uh, if we just reach one person, we have fulfilled our mission. But if it's all about us, if it's all about the money, if it's all about the lights, if it's all about the entertainment, if it's all about the church furniture, if it's all about the church equipment, if it's all about the robes and 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 the collars and the and the uh, berettas and and uh, that you wear on your head and and about the monitors on the wall and and having the latest instruments, the B three Hammond organ or or the uh, Yamaha uh, uh, pianos and this that you could have all of that stuff, but don't have the presence of God and the realness of holiness, and then we miss the mark. We miss the mark, and when we miss the mark, 
we not only lose our children, we lose families. I want to play a song today. Uh, Herb Kent used to play, and uh, there are good guys. I think they used to call him E. Rodney Jones, Purvis Spann, uh, Bernadine C. Washington. And that's what I want God to do. Is to open our eyes that we might see.
the gospel clefts and Father opened our eyes. Uh, Dr. Newman, that was dedicated to you and to your church ministry. Uh, I thought about the children, and I was wondering what could they possibly been been thinking. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video when Brittany looked, and I think she said her little sister was on there. Several people had warned them. I was wondering of the state of mind. And, you know, one of the things the enemy tries to attack is your mind. The scripture said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So in the midst of what was going on, the the taping continued. Uh, the live streaming, should I say it, say on Facebook. And I looked at Brittany's face uh, on several occasions. When somebody said, you all going to go to jail or something similar to that. And just for a second or so, she it seemed like she showed some fear, but they continued. Uh did you have an opportunity to see that, Dr. Newman? No, I did not have the opportunity to see that. But the the little part that I saw on the news, it made me wonder if some of those, um, the people who victimized the young man, if they were uh, special ed themselves or diverse learners, in the sense that they had some... Um, behavioral needs that had been overlooked. Um, I said they look a little special themselves, you know. Uh, But a lot of things people do are just a part of the environment. They're born into that type of culture of destruction, of of just, um, just, 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 that's how they act. They're just rebellious. Dr. Newman. I need to ask you, because you said they were born into, how did you say that? They were born into that type of situation, that type of environment, where there's nothing but a lot of violence. What do you think caused that type of environment that that would make our young people uh, have so, so much hatred? That's what really bothered me when I thought about that last night. And I just want, I just wanted to see where you were with, the consciousness of the young people and what possibly, uh, what, what, where's their thinking coming from, and what, and how can you, uh, what can you, can you uh, really say in reference to uh, their reasons for doing doing this, and and them not looking, uh, having a conscience or not having remorse. I would just say they haven't submitted themselves to God. It says submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you're not a child of God, you're capable of doing anything. Another another thing, I mentioned earlier about parents. As far as parenting and, and, and churching, I don't see the responsibility 
any longer are the parents in the household uh, like it should be. I don't see children sitting down at the table eating. Uh, the father's not in the house. Amen. I saw on Facebook yesterday they had a insert, and it stated that white women are taught uh, to be good wives. But black women are taught uh, that you could do better by yourself. And what happens with that consciousness when you tell them that they can do better, what it's really putting out that in black families that we don't need black men uh, to help or to be the leaders in the family. And I also think that that is a part of the family. No family foundation. No, no husband and wife, as God planned for it to be, husband, man and woman, uh, husband and wife. And then, uh, so there is no relationship, no family relationship, as God would have it to be. Then, no relationship with God. I believe it's just a vicious cycle. Uh, there was okay. no father in the home of the children, of the mother, the grandmother. So an example has to be set. Okay. A standard, you have to keep a standard in your house. I, I, was, uh, I was fortunate to be reared in a family with a mother and a father, and our standard was education, graduate from high school, go to trade school or go to a four-year college. And to get a career, uh, be able to stand on your own. And if there is no nuclear family as far as a husband and wife and the mother has to, the, the woman has to take on the role of the man then there and she has to go to work, there's going to be a lack of discipline. Okay. Okay, and with that causes people uh, a lot of criminal activities and undesirable behaviors. So do you do you feel? I just want your honest uh, feelings in reference to the church. And I'm not looking for you to agree with me, but do you think that the church and the religious leaders are is any? Is it possible that we are we we are responsible for some of these actions? I feel that the community in itself, which includes the church, is responsible for some of these actions because we should be working along with the community and all the governmental uh, offices. And the church should, some churches who have an interest in outreach or working with the community, that they have to be funded. Because of today and nowadays, you have a lot of young people that come to church, but then they're not getting off the tithes and the money like they should. And some of them don't have uh, the type of jobs that would bring in a certain in- income. But everybody has to work together and it can't the money just cannot go to one particular pastor uh 
of, of, of some church. You have certain areas. I can go where my church is, and I won't call any names. I'm in Inglewood. I can tell you who's, who's, who's one or two pastors who get all the grant money. But Inglewood is a large area. We need to divide from this money being given out, okay? Because it takes money and it takes programs to rehabilitate or to uh, give people a different outlook on life. Uh, Dr. Newman, you said something when you were talking about granted uh, uh, programs and uh, RFPs and and church church. I mean, faith-based programs, uh, and that is, I find that to be true. The churches where uh, the pastors or the leaders are more of personalities and more popular, or should I say the Millennium Church, if I'm saying it correctly, I'm not sure, or the mega church movement, some kind of way that they, I don't know, I don't want to say the wrong word, but they get those funds and a lot of churches, okay, small, smaller churches, they're going to always be small churches because the Bible said I would give you pastors after your own heart. So, Everybody's not going to sit under the same pastor. So people that have problems with small congregations, small churches need to get over it. And if these benefits that you spoke of and these programs are faith-based programs, uh, I have to agree with you. A lot of the funds from faith-based programs are not going into the community to help those. In. But then maybe if some of the other churches, as you stated, and other pastors are equally uh, involved in these programs, in these granted programs, to do things to help those in the community that also would uh, give opportunity for those who who, uh, faith-based money is going other places, if you get my drift. A lot of this faith-based money is uh, that folks driving nice cars and buying robes and rings and staffs and all kind of stuff. So I just wanted to throw that in there, Dr. Newman. I didn't mean to stop you. Oh, praise the Lord. I yeah, just, and I want to uh, leave too many gaps, so we want to fill in our, our space. <laughs> no, I was just basically saying amen to what you were saying. Amen. It's a, it's about us working together and the resources being divided. It's not about hiring more foot patrol policemen. That is Uh-oh. not going to solve the problem. When I grew up, we had free community centers. We did not have to um, pay to go to these different places and a fee for this, a fee for the park district. These places were free. After school, we had some place to go outside the school and learn some social skills, how to really socialize in a proper manner uh, with um, other individuals. Some of these kids don't have even proper social skills, and they they do not know how to code switch 
what you do uh, at home or in the hood, you don't do it in school, or you don't go take it to the mall, or you don't, um, you know, you leave all horse playing or whatever in the school, and you shouldn't be doing it there, maybe during your lunch break or something. So uh, we have to learn how to just know how to use code switch, you know, keep that keep that out there. <laughs> you, but when you come in here, it's a difference. Amen. So we, it's just a lot of just knowing how to act in, in different settings. We need to know how to teach our children. And parents just need to talk to their children. Have a family time. Have a family night. Open dialogues. That's that's a good thing. If we just have more family time, and even in the churches have just open dialogues, because a lot of issues, um, these fireside chats may be able to resolve it, may be able to be resolved. And what uh, is said in the house stays in the house. Amen. Sometimes you need to talk, just talk. And praise God. Praise God. And I want to thank you for sharing. And you are a powerful woman of God. And I thank you for uh, partnering. And this is what another thing that I wanted to bring up for year 2017. The church, the ministry, uh, the restoration is going to have to involve collaboration. We can not continue to do kingdom work where pastors can't get along with other pastors, where uh, we are narcissists, where we are, uh, what's that that we have? Arrogant. We got too many, we arrogant. And uh, and, and technically, uh, the personalities we have, uh, allow us to become novice, novice. We become novice because true men of God, how do you know you've been born again? It's because I love the brethren. In this day and time, it's not like it was when I started in the ministry in 1973. Ministers and pastors and bishops and apostles don't like you. And I don't know if you've seen this. I'm just speaking what I've seen. And people don't like, this don't sound like popular talk. Body and I had no business saying that. Well, I speak the truth because the Bible says you shall know the truth and truth shall make you free. I don't understand how you can be a bishop or a pastor and not love other pastors, love certain saints. Or if you do love it, you got a hard way of showing it. And uh, you have a spirit of greed and filthy lucre and, uh, a, you know, uh, churches where there's control and dictatorship spirits in the church, cliques. Then where do we expect children like these four, even this young mentally challenged uh, disabled young man, where do you expect them to go when we in the church have failed them because uh, of what what we call self-preservation. I, I said this uh, on another occasion, and I'm not afraid to say it again because it's the truth. Why is it that when the pastors, when we want help, we want money? 
when the members want help, we want to pray for them. It's not our kingdom. It's God's kingdom. And we need to give the kingdom back to who the kingdom belongs to. And we have to understand it's not our kingdom to give. Jesus said to Peter on this rock, I build my church. But we have decided it's our church. And so we have taken total authority over it for our own selfish benefits. Jesus said, on this rock I build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. He has given us the keys to heaven. And he said to Peter, whatever you shall loose, I'll loose in heaven. Whatever you shall bind, I'll bind in heaven. And we're loosening and binding that which is is uh, feasible for us. We're not being wise stewards, amen. We're not being, we are not, uh, we are sheep and we are, we're doing too much shearing, amen. We're doing too much shearing. And there's only so much shearing you can do with sheep. Our job is to lead the sheep, not to abuse the sheep, not to mistreat the sheep, and when we do that, what happens is we lose the sheep. We lose the sheep lose confidence in us. We're in the fallen generation, and we have to understand. In order, as, as people saying, keep bringing worldly things into the church. Uh, we want to reach the, the, the children. If you preach the truth, the truth will reach the children. You don't have to bring worldly stuff in the church. You don't have to have a gospel rap. You don't have to have, we're we, we doing too much stuff drastic, which I don't have a problem with change. But when we kick out those things that uh, brought us over in the churches where, where we don't even know a, a congregational song, we don't even know past me, not a gentle Savior, we don't know Jesus keep me near the, the cross, what a fellowship, what a joy, but we don't know the Lord's Prayer. But these same young children, and and I don't blame them, they can say the words of, of several rap songs verbatim. What has happened in the body of Christ? Our, we have lost our priorities. We're beginning to worship the, the creature and not the creator. Jesus said on one occasion, he said, my church shall be called the house of prayer. But he said, you have made it a den of thieves, and I can attest to it today. We have to go back to our first love. We have to restore churches. We have to restore re church relationships, love relationships in the church. If we're going to make it through this next four years, I was looking at what happened in Lauderdale, Florida, right now. God is still getting our attention, and we are still trying to find, uh, I don't understand why this is happening. Again, he said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Once again, the clock on the wall 
said it is time for us to go. Uh, I want you to join me on Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, for Hope Covenant Church of Prayer Bible Study, and we stream live via Facebook. I invite you to be my guest. Amen. And we're going to be discussing uh, our children and, and some of these community situations. And I invite you to tune in via Facebook at 7 o'clock on this Tuesday. Amen. Uh, also, I would like to invite our listeners on Thursday. Could you give us that announcement, woman of God? Thursday, doors open at 630 on the corner of 69th and Bishop, 1435 West 69th Street. There will be a word, prophetic, and deliverance service. I'll see you there in Jesus' name. And the name of the church? New Life Outreach Ministry. Yes, Dr. The doctor, the doctor Cynthia Newman is the proud pastor. I also invite you to meet us at the Church of Living Faith for the Burning Bowl service. We're excited about that uh, at 1853 East on 79th Street at 79th and Bennett on this Sunday coming at uh, 3 o'clock p.m. The pastor's Reverend Dr. Milton Shelby. I don't know if you got to invite Pastor but uh, we're looking forward to that service. Uh, it's an annual service, uh, the Burning Bowl service, and we're looking for the presence of God in that place. In, in, in that place, I invite you to be my special guest. Let us pray as we attempt to lead this place, Father God. We ask that you cover us with your blood. Put your armor protection around us. We thank you for bringing us thus far, Lord, for being our keeper, our maker, for being bred in the starving land, for being shelter from the storm. Oh, God, we lift you up. We praise your name. We love you, Lord. Let us down in the treasure of your love. We pray for deliverance, Father, right now, that you would deliver us. We pray for healing. Set the captive free, Father. We bind every assignment of the enemy, and we rebuke it right now. Oh, God, that you would bless us. Only you can bless. Cover us and shield us with the blood of Jesus. If it be thine holy will, we thank you. For what you have done for us, Father. And then, Father, that you will restore as you said you would. You said you would take, you will restore back everything that the caterpillar and the canker worm and the palmer worm has taken away. And so, Father, we are, are thanking you in advance. Now, unto Him. It is able to keep you from falling, present you faultless 
before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. And the people of God did say, Amen.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.